just a reminder for the mic. All right, are we ready to roll? <clears throat> We're ready. <laughs> you know. Good afternoon and welcome to the meeting of the Arts Commission on Monday, February 5, 2024. I'm calling the meeting by asking for the roll. President Collins? Present. Vice President Shiota? Present. Commissioner Beltran? Present. Commissioner Benavides? Present. Commissioner Brenzel? Present. Commissioner Carney? Present. Commissioner Ferris? Present. Commissioner Hakimi? Present. Commissioner Liu? Present. Commissioner McCoy is absent. Commissioner Moosley? Present. Commissioner Rothschild? Commissioner Schneer? Absent. Commissioner Shelby? Present. Commissioner Stryker? Present. And then ex officio Tanner is absent. We have a quorum for today's meeting. Thank you very much. Oh, and then I just want to add on for the record, um, we also have the following staff members present. Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington. Deputy Director of Finance and Administration, Sarah Hollenbeck. Deputy Director of Programs, Lex Leifheit. Chief of Staff, Alyssa Ventry. Thank you very much. Are there any agenda changes? <coughs> Seeing none, and now for some public meeting instructions. I'd like to welcome all persons interested in this meeting to attend in person at City Hall Room 41, uh, 416. This meeting is airing live on SFGov TV 2, Comcast 78, Astound 28, and AT&T UVerse 99. You may also view the live stream on WebEx. While this technology grants us better accessibility for individuals listening to the meeting remotely, please be mindful that tech-related difficulties may occur which could contribute to the gaps and delays as staff transitions the technology. Please know that we are doing our best and we ask for your patience. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our meeting agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there will be an opportunity for general public comment where members may comment on any item pertaining to this body. Public comment will be taken in person with remote access provided for those who require an ADA accommodation. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each public comment is limited to three minutes. Please understand that the Commission does not contribute dialogue towards public comments. Each comment will be documented for the public records. I will now turn it over to our Commission Secretary, Manraj Dhaliwal, for public comment instructions. For members of the public joining in person who wish to comment on agenda items, once you are called on, then you will be asked to voice your comment at the podium. You will see a blank public comment card are located on the podium. You are recommended but not required to fill out this card, which will be included in the minutes. I will start your three, minute, three minutes when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30-second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say your time is up. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items may listen for the next public meeting comment opportunity. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less, to art-info at sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comments. Persons attending the meeting and those unable to attend may submit written comments regarding the subject of the meeting. Such comments will be made part of the official public record and will be brought to the attention of the committee. Written comments should be submitted to Arts Commission staff via email to art-info at sfgov.org by 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting to ensure comments are shared with commissioners ahead of the meeting. Please note that names and addresses included in these submittals will become part of the public record. Submittals may be made anonymously. Written public comments submitted to SFAC staff will not be read aloud during the meeting. Communications received after 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting may be delivered to SFAC staff and will be shared with the commissioners. 
If you need to request a reasonable accommodation under the ADA or need to request language assistance, you must contact the Commission Secretary at least 48 hours in advance of the meeting at art-info at sfgov.org. Our office will make every effort to accommodate all requests. President Collins, please proceed with the meeting when you are ready. Thank you. Land acknowledgement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their tradition, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, nor lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. As a department committed and dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and cultural environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I would like now to call item number two. Item number two is the approval of the minutes. It, uh, discussion and possible action. And what I would like is first uh, for a motion to be made uh, a motion to approve the January 5th, 2024 minutes, and I will ask for a second. So moved, Commissioner Beltran. Thank you. Second, Commissioner Stryker. Thank you. Is there any public comment on a, agenda item number two, the approval of minutes? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item two. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no requests for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. And may I have any um, commissioner discussion or comments on this agenda item? Seeing none. May I have a motion now to approve the January 5th, 2024 minutes? So All moved. those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. I am now calling on agenda item number three, which is general public comment. This item allows members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. Is there any public comment on agenda item number three, general public comment? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item three. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. I am now calling agenda item number four, which is the director's report. I am introducing the director of cultural affairs, Mr. Ralph Remington. Before he gives his report, I'm gonna take um, a moment of privilege to really commend our director of cultural affairs for the amazing speech that he gave at the beginning of Black History Month. Um, it was recorded, and I would suggest that everyone take the time to hear it. Director Remington. Thank you, President Collins. Uh, good afternoon, Commissioners. Uh, wonderful to see you all, as usual. Um, I uh, hope your uh, February is off to a wonderful start as we celebrate the start of Black History Month and upcoming Lunar New Year uh, festivities, uh, the Year of the Dragon. Um, it has been a whirlwind start to the month. Uh, this past Friday, as uh, President Collins um, just uh, announced, uh, I was invited to deliver a keynote uh, speech for the San Francisco African American Historical and Cultural Society's 2024 20, Black History Month kickoff program at City Hall. 
in recognition of this year's theme, African Americans in the Arts. Uh, I shared in my speech that the influence and contributions of black artists, musicians, writers, and performers on American culture is undeniable. Uh, since 2021, San Francisco has invested over $18.4 million in support of black artists, arts organizations, and cultural centers. And we could not have done that without the hard work of this commission and the dedication of our amazing staff who all share a collective goal of supporting arts and culture uh, in San Francisco. Uh, if you were not able to be there in person, uh, on Friday. I'm happy to share that a recording of the live stream is available. Um, uh, we will be sure to include a link in our upcoming monthly newsletter coming out later this week. Uh, I'd like to say thank um, uh, Commissioners um, Brenzel and Collins uh, for their attendance and uh, it's great to see them there. Um, I will say too that last month we began a a new Meet the Arts Commissioners uh, social media campaign across all of our platforms and monthly newsletters. Uh, each month throughout 2024, our staff will highlight one to two commissioners and share some information from your official biographies. Uh, we began with Commission uh, President uh, Collins and Vice President Shiota in January and will continue in alphabetical order by last name moving forward. Please be on the lookout for these posts and help to share them out to your networks. And on that note, um, I will ask a, a favor of everyone here that if you see something on the San Francisco Arts Commission site, either on Instagram or any of the socials, Facebook, whatever, or you see me post anything that is agency related or about the agency, it would help greatly if all of you could like, comment, and share. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, it amplifies the commission. It amplifies our message out there. And that's one thing that you all could do because those algorithms, as President Collins has instructed me uh, on last Friday, those algorithms are important. And, um, and that, when you plug into those things, then you amplify our small but mighty department in ways that uh, we're not currently being amplified. So anything on my, on my site, on the San Francisco Arts Commission site, on the gallery site, if you can share, comment, post, um, that would be immensely, immensely helpful. On LinkedIn as well, any of those pages, any of those socials, it really helps a lot. So thank you for, for that um, in advance. Um, so to start off this month's report, I'd like to share a few highlights from some recent events. Uh, on January 11th, I attended an artist reception at the main library. Uh, we were here, an exhibition uh, by 2022 artist in residence Tania Lunsford Links. Uh, we were we were here is a creative uh, investigation of the black American presence in San Francisco in the late 1800s and early 1900s, particularly at the occurrence of the 1906 earthquake. Uh, the exhibition is on view through March 1st at the African American Center located on the third floor of the San Francisco Public Library main branch. Uh, a public program event will be held on Wednesday, February 7th, where Tania Lunsford Links will host a virtual conversation about the early African-American presence in San Francisco with author Albert Broussard. Uh, please visit our website for additional information about this upcoming program. On January 12th, I attended a press conference for the Chinese Culture Center where Mayor Breed and community leaders came together to announce the acquisition of a first ever permanent home for CCC who will turn a vacant storefront at 667 Grant Avenue, right in the heart of Chinatown. Um, and uh, CCC will transport the location into an exhibition space, art studio, and community hub. And you can see in that picture that we're all, we're all there celebrating. So um, on January 24th, we held our annual SFAC holiday uh, New Year celebration and employee recognition event at a nearby local business. We also took this opportunity to honor many of our incredible staff for their various city and counts, uh, for their various city and county of San Francisco work anniversary milestones, celebrating over 35, 20, 15, 10, and five years of experience. Thank you to all of our staff for their continued dedication and hard work. 
And uh, on January 26th, I was thrilled to be able to attend a special San Francisco Symphony concert program conducted by music director laureate uh, Michael Tilson Thomas. Uh, it was wonderful. It was uh, his last series of concerts at SF Symphony. Uh, we wish him well um, as, as he moves on to the next chapter in his life. Um, some community investment updates. Uh, CSAP update. Uh, the San Francisco Arts Commission and Grants for the Arts are evaluating the first five years of the arts endowment um, impact, or I'm sorry, arts impact endowment investments. With support from AMS planning and research, we are engaging artists, arts workers, and residents citywide to shape a, the next iteration of the cultural services allocation plan that will guide responsive community investments from 2025 to 2030. Uh, community investment staff are preparing to kick off community outreach for our CSAP evaluation and we'll be hosting a series of open houses and launching a public survey later this month. Uh, open houses will be held at Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts in person on, on February 28th at the Southeast Community Center and at City College Chinatown North Beach Campus in person on February 29th, Leap Year Day and we'll host a virtual open house on March 1st. A youth focus group will also be held in person at Youth Art Exchange on February 28th, and the public survey will be launched on February 12th and open through March 11th. Uh, the survey will be available digital and in paper format and will be available in English, Spanish, Filipino, and Chinese. Uh, we would like to ask for your help in spreading the word and encourage everyone to RSVP to the open houses and to take the survey. Uh, additional details will be posted on our website uh, and social media platforms soon. Uh, some gallery updates. Uh, on January 25th, our galleries team held an open reception for the latest exhibition in our main gallery, Conversation 8, Harry Dodge and Alicia McCarthy, curated by Nancy Lim. This exhibition marks the eighth iteration of the Conversation series launched in 2005 that features a substantive body of work by a local artist alongside works by another artist based outside of the Bay Area. Excuse me, outside of the Bay Area. The exhibition will be on view through April 27th, so please be sure to stop by and view this great exhibition before then. Uh, I'm thrilled to announce that our gallery team recently launched a mentorship and exhibition fellowship opportunity for emerging artists. Uh, two artists, uh, one artist residing in San Francisco and the other uh, from the San Francisco Bay Area will be selected to engage with a curator slash mentor over the course of 10 months, uh, culminating in a two-person exhibition opening in the fall of 2024 in the SFAC Main Gallery. The application deadline for this RFQ opportunity is February 20, 20th by 11.59 uh, p.m. Some public art updates. Uh, we recently had a few public art requests for proposals uh, and requests for qualifications uh, close, but have some great opportunities still available for artists to apply. Um, outdoor exhibition of existing large-scale sculptures for display in uh, Patricia's Green. The deadline for this RFP have been extended to March 1st. Uh, Treasure Island Water Resource Recovery Facility. The applications for this RFQ are due March 11th. Treasure Island Cityside Park. Uh, applications for this RFP are due March 15th. And Mission Bay School Public Art Project. Uh, applications for this RFP are due March 18th. Some other announcements I'd like to share um, are an update about our bid opportunity for consultants uh, seeking help to create and implement the equity audit of monuments and memorials. <clears throat> and additional publicly cited artwork in our civic art collection. We are in the process of accepting and reviewing proposals and anticipate a consultant will be selected um, uh, to begin this important work in April and uh, will be selected in March and begin this important work in April. And so with that, um, and I, I would like to at this point bring up um, Angela Carrier who will help do some of this work, uh, or just introduce her in her seat. Um, uh, Angela, if you could stand up, as uh, our senior program ma uh, manager for Monuments and Memorials. So welcome, Angela. 
thank you for being here. And, and we know we have a lot of work to do, and we're so glad that you're here to help us uh, complete that. So thank you. Uh, and that concludes the director's report for February 5th, full commission meeting. I'd be happy to take any questions that you may have. Thank you. Thank you, Director Remington. Do we have any um, com discussion or comments from the commission on the director's report? Seeing none, may I ask for any public comment on the director's report, item number four? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item four. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. I'm now calling agenda item number five. These are committee reports and committee matters for discussion. The first is item number five, sub item number one, the Visual Arts Committee report. And I am introducing committee chair, Commissioner Susie Ferris, to present the Visual Arts Committee report. Thank you, President Collins. I'd like to give, it the, give the Visual Arts Committee report for January 17th, 2024. At that meeting, we reviewed and approved two new public art project plans. Located on the north end of Treasure Island, the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission Treasure Island Water Resource Recovery Facility has an opportunity on the concrete facades of the maintenance and administration buildings along East Side Avenue and the adjacent pedestrian and bicycle pathways. The facade mounted artwork will consist of imagery on up to 2,850 square feet of precast concrete panels. The artwork budget is $610,000, and the RFQ is currently posted on the SFAC website and closes on March 11th. Just want to mention again, this is such a great example of our continued partnership with um, SFPUC and what a great partner they make. Um, wherever we can find uh, opportunities to put art in our city, all the better. Uh, next, we also reviewed the project plan for the Mission Bay School. The San Francisco Unified School District is building a new Mission Bay School located at 6th Street and Nelson Rising Lane in the Mission Bay neighborhood. It is scheduled to open August 2025 for the 2025-2026 academic year. The artwork opportunity is for a tile or mosaic artwork located on the exterior of the school's east side entrance, measuring approximately 330 square feet. The artwork budget is 136,000, and the RFQ is currently posted on the SFAC website and will close on March 18th. Um, also do want to give a shout out. This will be our first uh, opportunity to partner with SFUSD, hopefully not being the last. Uh, we did talk about the benefits of art to young children as they are growing up and the uh, effect that just seeing art has on their long-term outcome. So um, hopefully this will build and nurture an amazing relationship where we can keep adding art to SFUSD buildings, especially as they're, they're built. But um, again, any opportunity to add more art to our city, especially where uh, it will directly affect the lives of children, all the better. So I would like to uh, check in with the commissioners if there are any discussion or comments, especially my VAC commissioners, if you'd like to add anything. Seeing none, turning it back to President Thank Powell. you. I may call for any public comment. Is there any public comment on item number 5.1? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item 5.1. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is closed. Thank you, Commissioner Ferris. I'd now like to call agenda item number five, some item number two, the executive committee report. As chair, I will submit this report and present this report very quickly. 
<laughs> At the January 16, 2024 Executive Committee meeting, we started off with Director Remington giving his report to the committee. We had one important item, and that being the budget. There was a robust discussion on the budget, which will be presented shortly and will be up for discussion and approval. So now I would like to have any commissioner discussion or comments on my report. Seeing none, is there any public comment on agenda item number 5.2? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item 5.2. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. Um, we have a motion before us to approve the proposed fiscal year 2024-25 and fiscal year 2025-26 Arts Commission budget. Um, have we taken that motion? Have Not yet. We have to, someone, okay. Uh, will someone make the motion, please? Commissioner Beltran, so move. And the second? Second, Shiota. Now we have a motion before. And I would now like to call uh, Deputy Director of Administration and Finance, Sarah Hollenbeck, to present the item. Now, the materials. Good afternoon, commissioners, and I apologize for my slightly scratchy throat. I've had a little bit of a cold for the last week, so apologize in advance for um, any coughing. <laughs> I will try not to. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity uh, to present the fiscal year 25-26 uh, budget proposal to you. Um, we have some, oh, I think I have the clicker here, do I not? Yes, great. Okay, so we're gonna go through um, a summary of the presentation. We will begin with a discussion of the budget process and timeline. We will talk about the budget environment, which as I'm sure you all are aware, very challenging uh, given the current economic climate. Uh, we'll talk about the projected revenues, hotel tax funding, uh, some particulars on that topic the proposed expenditures, and then the capital budgets for both the cultural centers and the galleries and the civic art collection have been submitted already and we'll go through that in the timeline and then finally touch on the budget priorities. So <clears throat> with respect to the budget process and timeline, uh, as I just mentioned, the capital budget submissions were due on January the 19th, and those have been submitted. So there'll be a couple of slides in here where we'll just touch on what was included in those submissions. Um, we have certainly been made aware that the capital funding available this year, just given the current projected deficit, will be limited. But nonetheless, uh, we think it's important to ask for what we need. Um, we'll then the mayor's proposed budget, uh, sorry, our, our operating submission is due on February 21st. Um, the mayor's proposed budget is then submitted no later than June 1st, which has to be balanced. Uh, the board then takes over and goes through their process and holds their budget hearings in June. And then finally, the approved budget uh, goes to uh, the, becomes the salary ordinance and the annual appropriation ordinance and is signed by the mayor in the latter part of July or latest early August. So today's process is the second in two required public meetings that's uh, mandated uh, that all departments have so that the public has an opportunity to see the proposals and offer input on the budget. So the mayor's uh, budget instructions and the overall budget environment, as you're all aware, <clears throat> excuse me, we were required to make mid-year budget reductions in October of this year. All general fund departments were required to reduce their budgets by approximately 3%. Um, the current, and, and notwithstanding, those 
cuts that have already been made. Uh, the current expectation is that the budget deficit for the next two fiscal years is currently being estimated at $799 million. That is in the general fund. Um, a, a number of factors play into that, a delay or reduction in federal aid and FEMA reimbursements related to COVID, uh, a decline or only nominal growth in key revenues of the city, including property tax, transfer tax, business and sales taxes, and then most relevant to ourselves, um, moderated growth in hotel tax. So in the fall timeframe, the controller's office did reduce the hotel tax growth projection from 10% down to 8%. And we're, it's, you know, the conversation is ongoing. Um, as you may be aware, the city's chief economist released a report on Friday updating um, further trends in key revenues that the city and, and key economic activity. And while there were no specific reductions um, re re to key revenues resulting from that, it's just further information. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is the process is far from over at this point. Um, our target cuts in the general fund for this current fiscal year and fiscal 26, or I'm sorry, this upcoming fiscal year, I'm already a year ahead, apologies. Um, I will try not to make things even more confusing by doing that again. Um, but for fiscal 25 and 26, we've been instructed to make further 10% reduction in our general fund budget and also to identify a, another 5% contingency. So to the extent that revenues further soften this spring as we're going through the process, we, the mayor's office and the controller's office would already have identified from all departments, not just us, um, additional reductions they would load into the budget system if needed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, I would say that the, the reductions that we made in the fall put us in a better position than we might otherwise have been to absorb these additional cuts because we made some ongoing reductions already, and those are counted toward our reductions that are required for fiscal 25 and 26. <clears throat> um, in the mayor's budget directives, the key priorities that are particularly relevant to ourselves um, are to advance citywide economic vitality, mm -hmm. um, improve and increase accountability and equity in service and spending, and finally, focus on efficiency, really maximizing the use of existing resources. <clears throat> so um, I will apologize in advance for how much detail is on this slide, and I'll just touch on it briefly. Um, but what you're seeing here is our key revenue uh, categories, I guess I would say, obviously the largest of which is hotel tax. Um, <clears throat> the growth rates for fiscal 25 and 26 were most recently projected at nine and 7%. Again, as I mentioned, that's, you know, will be an ongoing discussion uh, as to whether that changes as we go through this process. Um, again, general fund is remaining well, it has reduced significantly over the last number of years and is further being reduced, as you'll see here. Um, a key line item you'll notice is that we were receiving general fund monies for the DreamKeeper initiative previously. Uh, we are no longer receiving general fund monies for um, that program. However, uh, we have received or budgeted in our budget were one-time hotel tax revenues to support um, that programming in fiscal 25. However, that's no, that will be fully expended by fiscal 26, so there's no further funding available from that source. Um, interdepartmental services is what it sounds like, um, and that fluctuates with regard to how much other departments are asking us to do for them. And then um, the large drop-off in fiscal 26 in the grant slide item is primarily the Mellon grant, and that's just due to the timeline of that grant. Um, as I noted, the uh, capital requests are shown below, and we'll get into that detail in a further slide, so I'll, um, I'll move ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this 
slide is providing detail on our hotel tax funding trend. As I noted, uh, we have in the red bar, red portion of these bars, our annual property revenue, and then the gray portion of the bars is the one-time hotel tax revenue that I mentioned earlier. So you can see that the growth in the red bar reflects the ongoing, you know, still well moderated, relatively robust growth in hotel tax that is currently projected. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oops. Sorry. Um, I apologize. Okay. Um, on the budgeted expenditures, we've, um, we have community, we just break this down programmatically. So I don't know if there's any particular detail you need to see uh, or we need to get into here. Um, the community investments line, again, we have to balance the budget. So to the extent that we have a reduction in the one-time hotel tax funding and the loss of the general fund for the Dreamkeeper, you know, that's essentially what's driving the reduction from fiscal 25 to 26 in that top line. Um, you'll see that we have been, uh, have some target reductions that are reflected in the general administration line item. And also a large portion of that is the grant funding from Mellon. That's where that is budgeted. And so there, that's also a, a large uh, driver of the reduction in that line item from fiscal 25 to 26. Um, I won't go through every number on this table. You have, I believe, a copy of this and can certainly review it at your convenience. Um, and I'm happy to answer questions about it. With regard to the capital requests, um, we have a history here that we're showing. I think it's important to see this. Um, going back to fiscal 28, that's all actual monies that were allocated for civic collection capital by the capital planning committee up to and including fiscal 24. Fiscal 25 and 26 are our requests. And as you'll see, they are quite a bit more significant than what our recent actual receipts have been. However, what we, the messaging that we've received from the capital planning committee is to ask for what we need, notwithstanding the constrained resource environment. So that's what we've done. We have a, a cost model that the civic collection team uses to estimate this. And so we've asked for what we need to do projects throughout the city, and we hope that will be successful. Um, but we recognize it's going to be a challenge. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I, I was speaking to, my slides are out of order in my deck, I apologize, on my side. So uh, I talked about the civic collection capital, cultural centers and galleries. Again, a very similar story. We had some large projects um, in particular, the African-American Art and Culture Complex and the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts, for which we received funding for significant projects, and those are the large um, in, <coughs> excuse me, investments that you'll see in prior years. Uh, our fiscal 25 request is fairly modest, um, and then we have a large amount of capital that we have requested in fiscal 26 for SOMARTS to address the needs at that facility. Um, the others are primarily maintenance and some, <clears throat> excuse me, pre-moving um, uh, costs that we would anticipate for relocation for SOMARTS. Finally, excuse me, um, in terms of budget priorities, we have um, a strategic set of priorities, which includes completing the strategic plan, and supporting citywide efforts for both downtown and citywide economic recovery. Um, in the equity uh, category, we would like to increase our grant support levels to the extent funding is available to do so. As I noted, there are some challenges on that front that we see currently, but we continue to work on that. Um, and then implementing uh, the MMAC recommendations, and I know that Angela was recent was just introduced to you, so we're excited to have that effort underway, um, uh, and further, you know, staff resources uh, toward that. And then finally, with regard to human resources, we are close to full staffing and have uh, 
a few recruitments in the, in the works that we hope to get up to full staffing and to maintain it, um, and then continue to invest in staff training. <clears throat> Any questions? I'm happy to respond to them. Um, but I know the executive committee had a thorough a, 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 discussion. A question. Is that just a clarification? Mm -hmm. Deputy Director, you said that there were three um, kind of overwhelming or, or overriding priorities. Citywide economic vitality, maintaining equity and fiscal efficiency. Would you just re-articulate that, those three points? In the, uh, in, the, in the budget instructions? Yes, in the budget instructions that we received from the mayor's office and controller's office, um, the key priorities and directives that they included um, that are relevant to the Arts Commission. There are others that had to do with public safety and some other categories that don't exactly speak to our, our scope of work, but um, advancing citywide economic vitality, accountability and equity in services and spending, and maximizing the use of, of existing resources, so a focus on efficiency. Those were the priorities that particularly speak to the Arts Commission. Thank you. Um, are there any um, commission questions or discussion on a, the uh, budget report? I just have a comment. Yes, Sorry. Commissioner Moosley, and then I'm seeing Commissioner Hakimi, Commissioner Brinzel. Okay, then you two, and then just, Commissioner Shiota. Thank you. Just uh, for future reference, I, I, thank you for the report. Uh, I know that it's going to keep coming up in the next few months. It will be really helpful also to, when we look at budgets and we look at uh, fiscal budget, is to have past budgets just so we can get an idea where we're at. You know what I mean? So we hard to tell what the difference is. Um, Commissioner Musley, um, if you look at the slides, um, the comparisons of the fiscal years, that's what she's doing at, where she's juxtaposing the, I don't know what slide number that is, Sarah. Sorry. Are there? Um. <clears throat> and um, I would say, in, in my opinion, um, I don't know how helpful it would be to go in past years because there are other dynamics at play. So every year there's a different dynamic at play depending on what um, grants are moving in and out of our system, uh, how much allocation the cultural centers receive. And so it's not like a typical, like a nonprofit budget where you could say, okay, let's look at the last 10 years and what's happened in this budget. It's there are different dynamics every year depending on mayoral administration, depending on what's being funded, depending on how many grants you receive, all of that. So, um, so I don't know how helpful Help, we could get that, but I just don't know how helpful it would be. Commissioner Hakimi? Um, please forgive me because I might not understand how all this is done, so please bear with me. The question I'm asking is, uh, so I, I saw that there was an allocation for community investment budget in, in uh, 24, 25, 26. And um, so I, I know from reading our website that that means the communities that we assist in different, in different forms and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, with the impact that is coming and it's real, and we know these are estimates and we have to allocate the budgets accordingly, is there a way we're tracking which communities are receiving? Because I really would like to know our impact within the communities. Are we tracking that? Because I know certain communities get funding, they have more support. Is there a, because I would love to know which communities, how are we making sure that we are equitable in the communities that are receiving these fundings? Because they might not come to us, so I just want to know. So I, I don't know if you have an answer, but this is something I'm asking if I can get educated about. So uh, thank you, uh, Commissioner Hakimi. Um, so if, if you uh, recall Sandra Panopio, our racial equity policy analyst, she, uh, she gives a quarterly report and talks about kind of where our, uh, what communities we're funding, um, uh, what uh, ethnic and racial groups are being funded and cultural groups. Uh, community investments is our grant making apparatus at uh, at uh, the San Francisco Arts Commission. So that's where all the grants that we give, you know, as far as grant making is concerned, come through community investments. And so that's what that means. That's all the grants that so everything that goes out in the way of grants. Um, that's what's happening there. Yeah, and my question is, is there a way for, for us, not necessarily here, but to have access to that information on the back? I just like to know. 
Yes, that's I, a possibility. I, I, it's a, that's a very good question. And As a commissioner, I'd like to know what's course. happening, not just being told. So why don't we make sure that you communicate with the director so that those reports um, are available to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a growing body of work. As we know, um, we've been working in this particular framework of our cultural equity um, policies and procedures for about five years now. Mm -hmm. And so it's a growing practice. And, and the, as it was said, in the Community Investments Committee, where most of all of that goes, there is very good data and it's, it's public and it should be made available. So we'll make sure that, um, that we get it to the commission. And I just, to point of, because it changes, it's an ever-changing evolution. Different yeah. communities need systems in different times. I just like to know more. That's all. Thank course. you for your we'll and I will love that. Thank you. Next, I would like Commissioner Shioda and then Commissioner Beltran. Thank you so much for your report. Um, really quickly, just the last, because uh, I know we went through some questions in the executive committee, but um, in the collections um, line items. Um, so the general fund support uh, goes from like 428A to 2.9 to 1.5. So um, with the general fund, is, is the hotel tax, like do they, Put, uh, bring down the general fund support to SFAC as hotel tax goes up? Is that kind of how that works? I, I just wanted to know for overall budget considerations. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, yes. Um, so I'm not sure if I've navigated to the appropriate slide um, for the question specifically that you were um, asking, Commissioner Shiota, but uh, on the latter point that you were just making, I, I would say it's not officially the way that it works necessarily, but I would, if I look back at history, as I've been familiarizing ourselves, myself, um, with our budget history, I would say yes, uh, that our general fund has been <laughs> being reduced um, as we have now property and access to our dedicated funding source, and also combined with challenging general fund kind of economic context that yes, costs have been shifted to our hotel tax and we have been receiving less general fund money. Um, I, would, I would note that um, on this slide that I have on the screen here where you I think were specifically asking about kind of the trend in the civic uh, collection capital line item. So, you know, where it, was 0.43 million in fiscal 24, and then we're showing 2.98 million and 1.6 million in fiscals 25 and 26. Again, that corresponds to our, this is, a, this is the capital portion of the budget, and that is our request. However, I think we're realistic that, you know, while we're asking for what we need, we, if history is any guide, we won't get everything we ask for. Thank you so much. Yeah, certainly. Um, excuse me, one second. Um, I, just to follow up, uh, uh, Commissioner Shiota, um, I think, um, and and to respond to uh, Commissioner Musley's earlier uh, question and concern too, what you would see if we showed you the past years is how much of the general fund that we have has been depleted because they keep cutting it every year more and more and more and more general fund. And so we're being uh, floated by the, uh, the um, hotel tax. And, um, and at some point, there's not gonna be enough general fund to even speak of. And um, so the question now, um, not right now, but in the future will be, okay, is there a way that we can figure out some kind of deal where um, we can move general fund and but get all arts funding consolidated under the arts commission right and so you move the general fund out and then if we let's say had some kind of arrangement with either grants for the arts primarily and other arts organizations 
that either in a consolidation or some kind of loose arrangement that there might there's, there may be a creative way to get at this situation that we're currently um, confounded by. Does that make sense? Uh, just in regarding to that, was it was it part of the plan all along that the general fund will get depleted when Prop E was? Is that so? Okay. Yeah, no, that's just the situation because um, they can't uh, touch uh, Prop E funds because it's by referendum, and but they can cut general fund because it's not. It's in you know. What, what in other cities, what we would call the big black hole, you know, <laughs> the general fund, right? And um, that's where everything goes. And um, so fortunately for us, we do have the hotel tax because the fortunate thing about that is that other departments that aren't so fortunate, then they're all general funds, some of the departments. And so they're looking at massive cuts across the agency. Now, because we're such a small agency, any small cut, has a profound impact on what we do because we're so small as an agency compared to other cities. You know, we don't have a thousand employees or, you know, 500 employees. We have 45 at best. And so that's what we're struggling with right now. And one of the things that we should think of is San Francisco has at least two of these dedicated funds the hotel tax, Prop E, right? And then the Department of Children, Youth, and Their Families. And so it provides in a rainy day um, an assurance that we will probably, in terms of just the economics, only drop to a certain point. The work is for us to really build, and I love this point that was mentioned in Deputy Director's um, um, comments, building the economic vitality through the arts. That is something, it's one of the reasons we chose the consultant that we have. And so to the extent to which the arts contribute to the economic vitality and we can prove it, then we have more of, I think, uh, more argument before those who are making these allocations, that we're helping to drive the economy. Uh, may I call on Commissioner Beltram? Thank you, President Collins. Um, I actually wanted to address Commissioner Hakimi's question, uh, and that was that as we go through our different agendas every month and also um, if you are a part of the Community Investments Committee or, the, or even the Visual Arts Committee, that you can organically uh, sort of tell, assess which communities that we are serving. But more importantly, um, at the very end of each year, our enormously talented staff puts out an annual report, which actually runs all these numbers. And if you've ever looked carefully through the annual report, you can see you know, those nice little bar graphs. Um, and, and they actually do all that assessment. And so, you know, but normally you can't tell during the year while those decisions are being made, but you can certainly tell at the end of the year with the annual report, which is usually just a spectacular report. And this is why the, the CSAP is so important. The work that we are embarking on will help to determine and make transparent through the voice of the community where we will put those monies. So it's, it's integrated, but there is a process, a strategic process, by which we allocate based on that. And that, in a sense, is a bulwark against a type of um, um, lack of transparency. Because the community sees this, their voice is going into it, and then it's held accountable by the work in our, culture, in our equity uh, framework with Director, <coughs> Deputy Director Pinopio. So I'm, I love your question, and this is the time to ask. I, I just wanted to be clear. I can estimate things based on my interactions, but it's not my job to do that in a way. I just want to make sure that my job is actually serve communities that are represented through our commission. So it's important for them, and that's why I'm asking this question, and I'm hoping, and I know we're going out of direction, so I just wanted to make sure we're, I, I had a feeling you have a system. I just want to make sure that's shared more. Thank you. May I call in Commissioner Ferris, please? Thank you, President Collins. I just wanted to um, add to some of the comments, uh, Commissioner Mousselet, uh, Commissioner Shiota, and um, uh, Director Remington had mentioned. Uh, I know that in the past we have had um, a very big breadth of past years and what the budgets were, um, especially in regards to when we got property funding and when we got the hotel tax, so as to show that comparison. 
um, from the funding that we got, and I was just mentioning it to one of my fellow commissioners, uh, how at one point it was like a $10,000 budget years and years ago before the legislation was passed and we have dedicated funding, um, and then to be able to compare that to where we are now, um, especially with what, what we're talking about, the dedicated funding as opposed to the general fund, and you know, kind of seeing that trend. I know that I found it very interesting when we've been able to look at that. Um, I imagine that um, that would probably uh, give kind of uh, more information for a lot of people just in terms of what the trend is, where we are now, and yeah, where we're heading in terms of trying to balance our budget with what we definitely have and then what we won't have. But I think it's, it's really um, telling for us to see where we've come from and where we are. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Is there any further discussion of the commission? Seeing none, is there any public comment on the presentation of the budget for 2024, 25, and 25, 26? I just want to confirm that a motion was made by Commissioner Beltran and seconded by Commissioner Shiota. Um, and so moving to public comment, I want to start by, for joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item 5.2.1. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. I'm now asking for a final motion. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, nay. Motion passes unanimously. We're now on agenda. By the way, I want to thank you, Deputy Director Hollenbeck. I would like to give you an applause. I apologize for your, you know, efforts, you know, when they're so brilliantly and, and generously given on behalf of the agency. Very much appreciated. Now you should go home and get some rest. <laughs> anyway, we're on agenda item number six, which is the consent calendar. Are there any recusals or withdrawals at this time from the consent calendar? Hearing none, uh, we will now take all of the consent items on the con uh, on the <clears throat> all of the consent items together. So I am calling for any discussion on the consent calendar. No commission discussion. Are there, is there any public, may, may I get a motion to approve the consent calendar? Commissioner Brentzel, so moved. Commissioner second. Beltran, second. Motion made and seconded. Is there any public comment on agenda item number six, the consent calendar? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item six. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. I am requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you. I'm now asking for a final motion. All those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed? Motion approved unanimously. I'm now calling agenda item number seven, which are new business and announcements. This is any current administrative, budgetary, legislative, and programming developments and announcements. Um, I'm first going to call on uh, Director Remington for his comments. Uh, thank you, President Collins, and I say thank you and congratulations uh, to President Collins, uh, Commissioner Marcus Shelby, Vice President, uh, oh no, not Vice President Shiota, Ricardo Bonavides, Commissioner Ricardo Bonavides, uh, Commissioner Musle, and Commissioner Beltran uh, for their reappointments to the Arts Commission today. So congratulations. We're glad to glad to have you on board again. I signed up. I don't know why. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. <laughs> but but thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and we all appreciate it on behalf of the city and county of San Francisco, and on behalf of uh, the Arts Commission. So. Thank you. Um, is there any uh, commissioner discussion or comments? 
Commissioner Belchin. Uh, Commissioner Belchin here, and I just wanted to, um, to say how thrilled I am uh, to be appointed for another four years. Uh, I was appointed, first appointed by now Governor Gavin Newsom, <laughs> 2009, and then um, President, appointed President by um, for our, our late and beloved Mayor Edwin Lee, and now I'm serving under London Breed. So I'm, I've survived through three administrations, and as I tell everybody, when they ask me about what I do, this is my favorite thing that I do in the world, uh. is to serve with all of you, and I can tell you from now 14 years of experience with another four to come <laughs> um, that this is my favorite group of commissioners <laughs> because you are all so lovely and fun and brilliant and smart uh, and we all are supporting each other and, and I just have a blast with you all. So thank you. Thank you. Any other comments? Please, Commissioner Shioda. Uh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment on um, Commissioner Hakimi's question earlier, and I was looking because I, I was curious. Um, on the SFAC website and in records, uh, reports, and documents, they have Arts and Economic Prosperity 6 survey. So that's the 2023. They have a two-pager and a final report that's pretty robust. And then they have the CSAP, which is the 2019-2024. So that might be a good place to start for anyone curious looking for the graphs. And, the, and I think the annual report is on there as well. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Any further uh, commissioner comments? In the interest of time, I want to thank uh, Mayor London Breed for the opportunity to serve this commission. As with Commissioner Beltran, it is an honor. Uh, but I also want to really bear respect to our staff that are uh, coming in with sore throats to present budgets, to ensure that our bona fides are in order. I want to thank our um, city attorney, Lauren Curry. I hope that everyone has read the instructions that she sent us recently. It's 14 pages of single space with a lot of stuff. But remember that that's what's important about maintaining the type of integrity of our commission, um, especially in a political season. Um, we want to play by the rules. We want to be fair. And any questions that we have regarding that, um, I'm sure that attorney, that deputy city attorney, uh, Lauren Curry, is always available to answer those questions. And the reason I'm saying this is because this is in our hands to make sure that we are protecting the bona fides of our city um, by, by obeying those rules. So thank you very much for your work in advance in ensuring that we have read that and absorbed it and have the opportunity to refer it back to you with any questions. Any further comments or discussion by the commission? Seeing none, is there any public comment on new business and announcements? <laughs> For those joining, oh, you did. Oh. I'm sorry, Commissioner Shelby. I was just going to say thank you. <laughs> um, thank you to the mayor for um, this reappointment. This is my 11th year, and I was a. Hmm? Yeah, um, and originally appointed by Mayor Ed Lee. I pulled out a picture when I had short hair, oh, wow, 11 <laughs> years. Um, and super thankful to J.D. Beltran, who recruited me out of the bowels of the art world to, to be um, at least in the pool of people who could be uh, put on this commission. And so um, I thank you for the support. I consider uh, Collins to be my mentor and um, very proud of that. And, um, and uh, again, your comments about the staff, we wouldn't be nowhere. Uh, and I've, after 11 years, I've just kind of seen the work. So, um, and so that's it. I just wanted to be thankful because um, I too consider this a great honor. And I didn't even know what the Arts Commission was when, you know, when I first moved here. I Eddie Marshall, great drummer, was on the Arts Commission. I'm like, what's he do on the Arts Commission? Mm -hmm. And then this happened, so thank you. 
I just wanted to add, it was a lovely story because Commissioner Shelby, I had never known before and I met him because he was my son's third grade music teacher. Oh. <laughs> and look where he is now. <laughs> That's a great story. That's nice. Is there any public comment? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item seven. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the podium and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? I see no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. I'm now calling agenda item number eight. Adjournment. <laughs> <laughs>